from the fight capital of the heavyweight division in Central Europe to boxing rings around the world. This is OTG, Heavyweights of Boxing Talk, the first official spinoff series of the On The Grind Boxing Podcast on the On The Grind Talk Radio Network. Join your host, Nino Schellick, each week as he's joined by a member of the On The Grind Boxing Team to bring you the best in heavyweight boxing talk. And now, here's Nino. Welcome to OTG Heavyweights of Boxing. Last week, me and Patty were in Croatia watching the Kovalev Ward fight. We wanted to do a round by round, but we decided to maybe give the whole weekend and, and happenings a little more time to a proper recap of the show. And for that, I'd like to welcome Patty, who is back home, safe in Dublin. Hey, Patty. Thanks, Nino. Uh, we had a great trip in Croatia, but uh, it's even better to be home in slightly colder surroundings. Yeah. You definitely made a lot of good, good friends over there in Croatia. Got a lot of friends. <laughs> and you also became a hero in the town of Rovin because you saved a lot of people Did from dying in a fire. <laughs> yeah, I saved the day, so I got a key to the town because uh, there was a fire at Nino's wedding, so I had to put it out. So, uh, yeah, it's not a big deal, but I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, there was a fire on the table and nobody acted, but Paddy saved the day. Yeah. Even though I had about eight points at that point, was still, yeah. Still cool enough to act without hesitating and saving the day. Then also winning the dance-off against Daniel. Yeah, it's some German, uh, some German bloke started talking smack to me during the evening and saying that I couldn't dance. So I told him at the right moment I would strike in a dance-off and make him eat his words. So uh, was it what, what was the song that came on? Backstreet's Back came on and at that moment I knew the time was right to pounce. And uh, yeah, we absolutely destroyed him in a dance off, and you know he didn't even return any fire. It was like a, it was like a ten second knockout, game over, and then that was my job done for the night. Right, yeah, you definitely made some good moves on on the dance floor. I have to admit, you don't get paid for overtime and dance offs, you know. Right, right, yeah, and also you're like a legend now in 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 the town. So people know you, know how you like your steak to be done. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course he knows I like a rare, extra bloody. So everybody knows you pretty much now in the town. So if you ever return, they'll uh, welcome you with open arms. And uh, of course, I have the key to the city. So, yeah. you know, we can get in pretty much anywhere. Anytime. Right. So same weekend or actually one day later, we unfortunately watched the... Uh, Kovalev what rematch and we were both pretty hmm, disappointed about how the fight went mm -hmm. so I mean it, it was looking pretty good for Kovalev in the beginning so y you had him up pretty pretty far actually yeah I, I think uh, at the time of the stoppage though I think Ward had had drastically brought the, the, the he had made it a closer fight so you know I I 
uh, if that if it had been stopped at that point and there was a knockdown called, I probably would have had it a draw at that point. You know, I thought the stoppage was bullshit. There was a lot of low blows going in, but in saying that, I'm I the reason why I'm annoyed is um, I feel if Tony Weeks hadn't given that bullshit stoppage, Andre Ward would have probably got a more legitimate stoppage because. Uh, as I said to a couple of people before, you do not want to give a fighter like Andre Ward 12 rounds to look at you. And that's what happened in the last fight. So he had 12 rounds of experience with Kovalev. I didn't think Kovalev was going to drop him in this fight. Andre Ward's a very savvy veteran. He knows what to do and he knows he, he, he knows how to survive. So I always had the feeling that he would uh, he would win this fight on, on points. But... You know, he had Kovalev hurt. Like, let's be honest, there were low blows in there. Um, I did pick Ward to win the fight on points. But, you know, I, I, I was disappointed with the referee in the fight. It, it, was, a, it was a bullshit stoppage. Uh, it should have been called a knockdown because Kovalev was sitting on the ropes. If you're not going to give uh, Andre, you're not going to take a point from Ward for hitting below the belt. And let's be honest, we all saw the replay. That was a low, low blow, and he had he had given numerous warnings previously. Right. So so people acted like it was a legit body shot, but it was like it was right on the family jewels. Yeah, it was six inches below the the belt line, even though he had a high uh, waistline. It, it was right on on the B of of his uh, trunks. This B was right there where uh, where the bladder is. So just a little above the family jewels. So it was a clear, clear uh, low blow. And uh, those two shots before were also a little low. So definitely mistake by Tony Weeks, who uh, yeah should have deducted a point uh, and and not <laughs> stopped the fight. But I think that Kolev's heart was gone. I still think Ward would have got a Ward if yeah. the fight hadn't been stopped there, and Ward had a point taken off him. I think Ward would have had a more legitimate stoppage. So the thing that really annoys me about this is again Ward's going to be prancing around like he he had a legitimate stoppage win when it wasn't legitimate. I'd rather him get a legitimate win than 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 uh, take it like that. But he doesn't care what way he wins. I mean, a couple of people posted what SOG means. Do you know what SOG means? Well, I know what it used to mean. It used to mean son of goat, but I don't know what it means now. Son of Golota. Ah, yeah! I should have known that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he took right out a page off of Andrew Golota's the Andrew Golota playbook. Yeah, so just hit him in the nuts enough. So... <laughs> Until the guy gives up, basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was hitting him low also before. So maybe because Kovalev really doesn't like body shots. So, so that's uh, what, what his Achilles heel seems to be. And Ward, uh, who is a smart guy, figured that out. And he l saw that Kovalev doesn't like get hit on the, on the belt line or below the belt line. And so he added that to his game because we've seen him headbutt people. We've seen him elbow people, we've seen him hold and hit people, and now we've seen the low blows. So, yeah, he he added a new aspect to his game. So, yeah, he's just a dirty fighter. He, but he's very effective. And 
how much is, is this victory really worth? I mean, Kovalev, I think he's he's past it right now. I don't know. He, he when a guy hits you low, you, you don't complain or crouch over like like Kovalev did. So you, you just hit him back or you, you follow him some other way and, and not look to the ref for, for help. Now, yeah. you know, I think we got to give Andre Ward credit here because he was, I think he was going to win the fight legitimately yeah. by knockout. Uh, so I want to give him credit for that. But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to be talking about Kovalev was on the slide because let's be honest, Kovalev won the first fight. So to say he's on the slide... I don't know. I think uh, from but... now on, he's on the slide. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe. Maybe he was at his best when he beat Andre Ward in the first fight. Well, I think, yeah, if you put in Kovalev now against the young beasts, I, I don't think he'll uh, prevail. Better Bev. Better Bev. <laughs> better BF, yeah. Maybe. I, I always pick Kovalev over Better BF, but right now, I mean, uh, I, I would pick actually Kovalev from the Ward fight. I would pick Stevenson to knock him out also. Yeah, because if you get rattled by an Andre Ward right hand, try try getting hit by Adonis Stevenson, who has real power. So I think from now on, I pick actually Stevenson if he ever fights Kovalev. Uh, we were discussing this on uh, early Sunday morning after the fight, and I was saying I think that uh, Stevenson might like might look to have the fight made now. Yeah, for sure. And Kovalev has to accept uh, the short money, which he also did uh, against Ward. Because he didn't get paid well for this fight, actually. Mm-hmm. So I saw some crazy pay-per-view percentage. So <laughs> what? Getting... And no one bought the pay-per-view because Andre Ward's a nobody. No one cares to watch him. Yeah, but off the pay-per-view money, almost everything went to Andre Ward and nothing to Kovalev, who I think just got a f- uh, flat fee or something. Yeah, well, I can't. I, I don't think there was there would be much pay-per-view money anyway. So the smart move would take would be to get a flat fee. Yeah, but probably Stevenson is looking at Kovalev. See that. Yeah, maybe he lost his heart or he he's on the slide, and he will would look good uh, getting Kovalev on his resume. And yeah, Kovalev would probably come over there to Canada to fight him. And I mean, how how would you see that fight going? Uh, I don't know if I subscribe to it the same way you do, Nino. Because mm-hmm. I think you're selling Andre Ward a little bit short here. You know, Andre Ward went in there with a game plan and he stuck to the game plan. You know, here, here's here's the thing you got to ask yourself. When does Stevenson get his opportunities to land out shots on Kovalev? More than likely, you're going to talk about it being in the second half of the fight. Now, to get into the second half of the fight... Stevenson is gonna have to get a first get past the first half of the fight, Kovalev, and in that first half of the fight, he's gonna be needing to land those body shots constantly. I don't think he's gonna be able to pull that game plan off. You know, I don't subscribe to Kovalev being on the slide the same way you did. Uh, I just have to give Andre Ward all the credit in the world. So I'm gonna pick Kovalev over that. Okay, we'll see. Yeah. But I really don't like how Ward gloated after his victory. I mean, first victory was uh, very controversial. I mean, it was like 70-30, 70% fought Kovalev won, 30% that Ward won. So second fight also controversial. So he got two controversial victories over Kovalev and now he thinks he's the greatest. So don't like that too much. And, and how HBO would just lick his nuts basically 
at every opportunity and after this fight yeah uh would you say you're number one pound for pound now <laughs> <laughs> i just don't like andrew ward's ego getting any bigger because it is already pretty big so now on to the other news nino which uh, was news that broke while we were in croatia no wait let me, let me just talk some more about andrew ward um did you hear him say i mean what's next for me now cruiserweight heavyweight heavyweight Oh, I hope he goes to heavyweight, and I hope Anthony Joshua just smokes his boots. And and then and then Virgil Hunter's talking smack. Yeah, it's not about the size; it's about uh, attributes and blah blah blah. And and he would really uh, want to fight Joshua because he sees certain things and and all that. Okay, well fight him then. Fight <laughs> him. Let's get the fight made. Get it made. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it's really really ridiculous because no matter what what does um it won't work against the guy who is naturally like 70 pounds bigger than him so he can try to hold anthony joshua but <laughs> joshua will just toss him around like a baby and he's not as fast as that roy jones jr that beat uh what you call it uh john ruiz yeah but ruiz was a pretty bad champion yeah weak champion and and joshua is a beast he's physical beast He's, uh, I mean, he's six inches taller than, than Andre Ward. He's 70 pounds heavier. He, he can just knock him out w with a blocked shot. He can put him on the floor <laughs> with a jab. He can break his arm in the clinch. He can do anything. I mean, 70 pounds. I mean, when, I, when I'm fighting a judo and somebody is uh, 20 pounds lighter than me, I can do pretty much what I want. And, and the same with a guy who weighs 200 pounds against me. So it, it's just really a lot. You immediately feel the, the weight advantage in the, in, in the same at boxing. So even if, if Ward comes in at 200 pounds, uh, yeah, he, he will just get ragdolled against uh, any, any decent heavyweight. Is there a heavyweight that you think he might beat? I mean, uh, world-rated heavyweight? Charles Martin. How does he do against <laughs> Prince Charles? Aye. Hmm. I mean, Charles Martin Former IBF uh, champion of the world. For people that don't know. Uh, Charles Martin, yeah. I mean... Crack is a hell of a drug. Yeah, I mean... Probably could maybe run around a lot. Or run around uh, enough against Charles Martin. Not get caught with anything. Maybe. But who else could he beat? Mm, maybe somebody like Eric Molina. Somebody like that. But... But he couldn't beat even the weakest champion, Joseph Parker. I say. What about what about Chris Ariola? Chris Ariola at this point. Because let's not forget, Chris Ariola already lost to a former light heavyweight champion. Adamek. Yep. Yeah, but Adamek was, was already a cruiserweight before that for, for a couple of years and had tested himself a little bit at heavyweight. So, I mean, he, he's not naturally bigger than, than Andrew Ward. I mean, Adamek really starved himself to make light heavyweight look mm -hmm. comfortable at cruiserweight and and what is just not big guy he's he's not he's just a guy who walks around 185 way better than this version of Ariola. true true but andrew what isn't a big guy and he he will have a tough time even going up to 200 pounds in my opinion so even at cruiserweight he'll have a tough time so could it be the bad cruiserweight yeah probably so but against the good cruiserweights, I also wouldn't um, give him a chance if he fights some guy like Usyk. Would you give him a chance against uh, Mike Perez? Phew. No, I don't think so. so <laughs> Mike Perez isn't the top 
cruiserweight yet, but mm, no. This point, um, maybe he could beat somebody like I don't know, faded Marco Hook could be interesting. Captain, what about Ola Afalabi? <laughs> I mean, the, the Ola Afalabi who who <laughs> who just who lost to a dirty man, yeah, yeah, who who lost to a part-time boxer and and didn't train and didn't spar and basically just took the money. Yeah, against that guy, uh, I would see Andrew Ward winning. But against the top cruiserweights, Gassiev, Breedis. Usyk, no, I think what is just too small. I mean, he he would just get outmuscled in in the clinch. He cannot cannot uh, clinch with them. He he cannot if, if he tries low blowing them, they'll just uh, low blow back, and it would hurt Andrew Ward a lot more. So no, I I think he's he's just talking smack or or try to get his name out there even more. So maybe he could beat somebody like B J Flores or somebody like. <laughs> Isn't B J Flores moving up to heavyweight though? I don't know. He can come back. I think. I think he's fighting Lucas Brown. Is he? Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's what I hear. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Flores is, is a big cruiserweight. So, but uh, if Andrew Ward does a cruiserweight fight, uh, I see him doing against somebody like like somebody like BJ Flores. What do you say about Ward against Tony Bellew? <laughs> at light heavyweight or a cruiserweight? Cruiser. I don't rate Tony Bellio, so I'm gonna go with Ward. Yeah, I, I'd pick anyone over Tony Bellio. Okay, we'll see. But but what heavyweight could he beat? What would um a guy like Deontay Wilder do against Andre Ward? Jab squad. Uh, well, what Andre Ward needs to do is just give Deontay Wilder a shitload of weed, and then hope that he's lethargic in the fight mm. and just kind of jab and move. Right. Hmm. Yeah, but I guess he couldn't. I mean. On the other hand, um, Wilder couldn't keep Charlie Zelenov down, so <laughs> he would have a tough time with Andre Ward, maybe, who who is very good at running also. But yeah, I, I think he's he's just talking smack. I mean, he's got business to do at light heavyweight, unify with Stevenson if that's possible. Then there's some young beasts like Better BF and uh, Bivol who looked great on the undercard. So, I mean, Andre Ward. Um, has to do business at, at light heavyweight. He he should do that and, and not talk about making history and all that and, and become a heavyweight champion because, yeah, Roy Jones beat um, John Ruiz, but then when people talked about him fighting Lennox, he knew he would get uh, obliterated against Lennox Lewis. So he knew <laughs> he knew uh, he would b- better go down <laughs> to light heavyweight again because Roy Jones against Lennox Lewis wouldn't have been pretty. But he would have got paid better than the Tarver fight. Yeah, but Lennox Lewis would have put him in a wheelchair, probably. Yeah, well, then maybe that would have been saving him from all those beatings he's been getting over the last few years. True, true. <laughs> okay, so... Enzo Macronelli knocked him out, man. Enzo Macronelli. I'd much rather be knocked out by uh, Lennox Lewis than Enzo Macronelli, I can tell you that. <laughs> true. But uh, going to the other fights of the weekend, so... On the undercard, we had Rigo knocking out somebody after the bell. He, that wasn't a knockout, let's yeah. be honest. He wanted to get a DQ win over Rigo. So Rigo landed a shot, and then he put his glove down on the canvas, then put his ass out, and then mm. fell backwards. Yeah. I mean, you could see he got a little wobbled by the shot, 
but then yeah. he realized, oh wait, yeah. it was after the bell. Um, let me just lay down there. I can win this fight. I can win this fight if yeah. I just get a win against Rigo. Would would have looked good on his record. Could DK win. Yeah. Yep. Like Montel Griffin. He would have looked that. Yeah. <laughs> Montel Griffin. Da 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 da. You almost forgot. Mm. So it was the only way I could lose. Yeah, but I don't get why Vic Draculich didn't immediately call it uh, no contest and, and it had to go to the New York State Athletic Commission or Nevada State Athletic Commission. Because Vic Draculich is incompetent. Yeah, there have been a lot of instances with Vic Draculich before and this once again um, doesn't make him look very, very good. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was clear he was talking to the commission I'm pretty sure they also told him, hey, he was after the bell. But he still kept uh, his original result of, of TKO1. And yeah, I mean, it was really clear when somebody gets knocked out, like Flores pretended, he he, he doesn't look for, for a nice spot to, to lay down. And he... <laughs> he really did look for a nice spot, didn't he? Yeah. And also, you could see it was clear in the eyes and... and People that got knocked out, he, they just, you can see their soul leaving their body a little bit. And this guy was just laying there, relaxing a little bit, looking around. So, I mean, it, oh, it's good that the commission acted so quickly and changed it to a no contest. But, um, yeah, that fight also doesn't do a lot for, for Rigo's career. So, what's next for him? Uh, I don't know, probably another 12 months of inactivity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he ta talks now that he's ready for Lomachenko at 126 or catch weight or something like that. But yeah, but they know that they know Lomachenko isn't gonna go down to 126. But he could do 128 maybe. I think if anything, Lomachenko will move up to 135. Hmm. Like he doesn't need Rigo. He's yeah. Rigo has no ability to dictate terms. They need to realize this. Well, when Gary was uh, coming to the end of his contract, he would he wanted to make that fight at 126, and Rigo didn't want it at 126. He wanted it at 124. I was like, at that time, I think Rigo would have beat Lomachenko. Yeah, maybe at the time where he lost to Salido, but mm -hmm. but now, um, I think. No, I don't think he wins now. Probably not. I think yeah, he's he's just too defensive and. I don't think he can really, really hurt Lomachenko. is a much bigger guy than himself. I mean, Rigondeaux is just a uh, very small, very small guy. Excellent technician, mm -hmm. but 122 is the weight class for him. Well, I think he could make 118 yeah. pretty easily. Yeah, most likely. Yeah, so we probably won't get to see this fight. So, Carl Frampton fight, can you see something happening there? or? No, I don't think that's going to happen. I think, because uh, again, that need to be at 126. Uh, you know, we there's there's he doesn't hold the cards to be able to dictate anything to anyone right now. I uh, I think Carl's gonna have his last fight up in Belfast. Yeah, and then he's only gonna fight in the US from now on. So it's pretty much I I think Carl's next fight will probably be against Abner Maris. Mm hmm Yeah, good fight. Why not? Mm hmm I personally speaking, I think Frampton should have been fighting Christian Maharis. Mm. Uh, Maharis is is way past his prime, so. Yeah, I know, but that's my point. 
for this fight over in Belfast against the yeah. Mark, should have brought over Christian Mahrez for that mm. fight. Right, maybe. I mean, people in Belfast are happy with um, probably any fighter. I don't know. The the people in Belfast are some of the most uh, yeah. knowledgeable boxing fans in the world, you know. True. Uh, but you know they 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 do like to support their guy. Now I know they're not happy with the fight, but as the old saying goes, beggars can't be choosers, you know. So um, also on the on the card there was uh, Dmitry Bivol, uh, another young beast from the light heavyweights, knocking out Cedric Agnew um, in the fourth round, I believe. So took Kovalev a lot longer, and yeah, mm -hmm. Bivol looks looks pretty good. He's already the interim champion in the WBA um, so yeah how, how many fights does he need to to get ready for a title shot for WBA <laughs> uh, no against the proper champion not not some regular bullshit regular champion. Nathan Cleverly uh, yeah he's ready for Cleverly right now but not against uh, real <laughs> against Andre Ward or Adonis Stevenson yeah. you mean yeah mm. I don't know. Maybe it depends what level of competition they put him in with, as to when he's ready. When if he takes out cleverly, convincing fashion, then makes another. <laughs> I think he would just walk. Yeah, cleverly. I, I hope he does. I don't like. I don't like uh, Nathan cleverly. So yeah, I hope he takes him out. Mm, so yeah, it, it's good that actually we got some good guys coming up in the light heavyweights but the big news um that happened while we were in croatia is of course the mismatch between floyd mayweather and conor mcgregor which is now official yeah august 26th is the date so i mean it, it was negotiated for a long time yeah but when it was made official i th still think a lot of people were surprised maybe yeah you were among them patty so What are your thoughts on, on this fight? Uh, I would pay $99.99 to watch the press conference in high definition. But the fight, I, I'm gonna, I'm not going to bullshit. I'm going to watch the fight. There's no doubt I'm watching the fight. But would I pay pay-per-view for it in the United States? No way. But I definitely want to watch the fight. It's going to be a one-sided domination by Mayweather. Uh, McGregor and Mayweather are going to make a lot of money. People love a freak show and all the casual fans of the world are going to want to watch this fight because people are buying into the narrative that, oh, but he has a puncher's chance. It's like, no, you need to be able to land to have a puncher's chance. True, true. I mean, so you think um, maybe in numbers, what, what kind of a puncher's chance does he have? Does he one out of a hundred or... He's got two, slim and none. Yeah, I mean, I see the same way because he's a good striker in MMA, but people will see, and maybe this will be a good example also for, for future fights. If, if somebody has an idea for making a fight, um, people will, will probably go back to the Mayweather-McGregor fight and see that it isn't a great idea putting yeah. in a MMA fighter with a boxer. Maybe if James Tony had been at the top of his game when he fought Randy Couture instead of uh, being washed up and turning up with a big massive gut. No. At MMA, I mean, he, he has a shot in the first 10 seconds, landing a knockout blow in the first 10 seconds, but that doesn't happen a lot. So um, the same way that Tony got schooled at MMA, 
by an old Randy Couture. Same, mm -hmm. same way McGregor is going to get schooled. By an old Floyd Mayweather. By an old Floyd Mayweather, right. So mm -hmm. McGregor has been a good um, amateur boxer, I hear. Yeah, but... You know, that was about 10 years ago. Uh, I saw um, I saw an interview on Sky Sports with his former amateur coach, a guy I know very well, Phil Sutcliffe, and they were asking him if he had a chance, and Phil was trying hard not to laugh and try and make it seem like he has a chance. But I could see in Phil's eyes, he doesn't believe Connor has a chance, and that's okay, but, you know, Nino, we can say what we want, but what are we going to say if Conor McGregor comes in and does the unthinkable and beats Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, then he makes history, I guess. And Floyd May Mayweather is no longer unbeaten. And people will make more MMA versus boxing matches. But Does that mean Floyd... Uh, does that mean Conor McGregor is TBA? <laughs> uh, no, I'm guessing... Does that mean Floyd Mayweather... Would that mean that Floyd Mayweather... If Floyd Mayweather beats Conor McGregor and he's active again... Do you put him at number one on the pound for pound list? No, definitely not. I, I, sorry, Nino, but if he skills uh, McGregor, he's on. He's number one on the pound for pound list again. It's not even a debate. And if, but here's the one for you: hmm. if McGregor beats Floyd, does he slot in on the number one for the pound for pound list? I don't think so because uh, he has to. No, Ma Nino, Mayweather's he retired. Beat the best fighter. Of this gener of the last twenty five years. Retired fighter. No, no. He was already retired before when he came out of retirement and schooled Juan Manuel Marquez. Yeah. Fat Juan Manuel yeah. Marquez. And then and the, you gotta give the boy credit here. He's gonna come in if he beats Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor number one pound for pound. Yeah. I'm guessing he'll fight Pacquiao after that. Oh imagine he destroyed Pacquiao as well. Oh, <laughs> Then, then, just, then he would be a legend. And then he came in and he fought Andre Ward at light heavyweight. And beat him also. <laughs> Do you know what? That'd be an even fight because of all the tricks, dirty tricks that Andre Ward would like to do. Mm. Conor McGregor would be able to do all those dirty tricks as well. Yeah, I mean, he's used to elbowing people, so... <laughs> Yeah, but we're just joking around a little bit, but... And then what if he goes up and fights Anthony Joshua and beats Anthony Joshua? Yeah, I mean, he looked pretty good sparring the mountain, who is like 390 pounds or something. But what kind of level of um, boxing we talk here um, as an amateur? What uh, was he, he, was a, he was a novice junior, so he was about 16 years old. Um, it wouldn't have been the highest level of amateur boxing at that age. Okay. What about a decent boxer? Like he, he'll be able to put the fundamentals together, uh, with with a couple of months of training. But you know, he he's, he does the thing that people need to realize is, as he he has timing. He knows how yeah. to time his punches. So that's a big thing for people that that have gotten away from boxing and are coming back. It's an advantage that he'd have over other people just coming off the couch. So. You know, I want to give the boy credit for having the balls to step in the ring with Floyd Mayweather. And uh, I want to give him credit for positioning himself uh, and making himself, you know, an attractive proposition 
to have this Mayweather fight because there's a lot of people in boxing that are complaining and moaning and saying, oh, but uh, Floyd Mayweather should be fighting one of these lines in boxing. Well, you know what? If one of these young lines in boxing had done a better job promoting themselves, maybe they'd be getting the the, the Mayweather fight. Hmm. Yeah, I, I just don't see Errol Spence doing as well as Mayweather pay-per-view-wise. Um, but I think that Errol Spence would put on a much worse beating on McGregor than uh, Mayweather does. So Here's the thing what people don't realize and people keep saying to me and saying to me and saying to me that they're going to stop McGregor. There's, there's some things you need to bear in mind. Number one, McGregor's got a great chin. You can take a punch. Number two, is is uh, Floyd going to want to be landing a high amount of power punches on a guy with a chin like McGregor? You're going to, he's going to bust up those hands. What people don't realize is, could Mayweather knock out McGregor? Yes. Will he? No. The reason being is, Mayweather would rather take the easy night's work of 12 rounds and not not putting those hands in danger. Because when he gets up the next morning, he's going to want to count his money. And he's not going to be able to do that with two broken hands. True. I mean, if, if you s just watch the last years of Mayweather, he... Even when he had a guy hurt or, or was dominating him, he didn't go for the kill. And against bigger guy like McGregor, who still has the power, I just don't think he will try to take the risk because they're still... Like, don't get me wrong. If if Mayweather decided, fuck it, I'm going to knock him out, I think he could. Because, he, you know, when you when you walk someone on to one of those crisp, hard punches that Mayweather throws, you know, Mayweather is not a polymanage. He has power but he doesn't throw it as often as other guys because he has those very, very brittle hands. True, true. And yeah, at the age of, how old is he, 40, 41? 40 and a half. Right. He'll probably um, be even more cautious than than yeah against guys like Shane Mosley a couple of years ago. So yeah, he'll, he'll just counter him, that lead right hand, land a couple of jabs, talk some smack in there, and, and just coast to a victory, 12-0, <laughs> probably. Yeah, 12-0, for sure. Yeah, and I think people are going to get... Um, Upset. Yeah, a little frustrated, and... Yeah, but that's good. They always do. Yeah. They always still, get they still buy. Still yeah, buy they always buy the Mayweather pay-per-view. They, they still haven't learned. Yeah. But you think Mayweather will then finally retire for good after this fight? Probably. 50-0 TBE. Yeah. Because why would he step after that into a ring again against somebody like Keith Thurman, Errol Spence? He would just risk his, his uh, legacy. And against uh, McGregor, there's not really too much of a risk. Definitely less of a risk than against those young beasts. Yeah. And there's much more reward yeah, for Mayweather to fight McGregor. Like, he'd probably only make 30 million fighting any of the other guys. Against Andre Berto. Yeah, same thing. Mm. So, I don't expect too much. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to watch it live or download it. Oh, live. you have to. You have, have to, to watch it live. You have to watch it live. Mm. Come on. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things you have to watch live. Don't be so, don't be lying. You know you're gonna have to watch it live. Yeah, but I like a good night of sleep, and I want don't want to 
ruin it because of a mismatched sparring session. Yeah, but it's gotta be funny, come on. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. It's an event, Nino. Yeah. Maybe you should give me a call at 5am. Yeah, you watched all those Sven Otka uh, boxer matches. Yeah, but uh, they were um, at a good time at, at prime time, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so uh. if Sven Otka was fighting at, at 5am, uh, I wouldn't wa have watched a single fight of him. Yeah, it will be a freak show, like you said. People like a freak show, but it will be the, the probably the last freak show for a certain amount of time. Until people forget it and, and then the next freak show comes along. That other guy, the, the Serbian guy, Stipe Miocic, wanted to fight Anthony Joshua on the undercard. Oh boy. Yeah, he would have got taken out, man. You. I mean, they should just do the undercard with MMA versus boxing. <laughs> <laughs> MMA all, versus... All undercard. And then all in boxing rings. Yeah. I mean, or they should do the rematches in an MMA <laughs> I don't think there'd be a rematch for any of them. They all just want a bit of that money. That's it's it's so sad. I think they should have just included it in the contract. Only if there's a rematch and it has to take place in August. <laughs> would be Here's funny. Would be Here's funny seeing McGregor elbowing Mayweather in the guard <laughs> and all that, pounding him. Do you know what? People would pay good money to see that fight in the, in the octagon. I think that fight would do better than this one. Yeah. And I think that fight would do better than the Pacquiao fight. Yeah, because Mayweather, everybody wants to see Mayweather get beaten and he would get um, blooded up and and cut up in the face and would just be very, <laughs> very ugly. Very ugly affair. <laughs> So, yeah, I think that McGregor beats Mayweather worse in an octagon than other way around. Definitely. But, uh, you know, he here's another one to think about, Nino. Now I can't remember because I meant to say it to you, but you made me laugh too much. <laughs> MMA versus boxing? So, or? Now I've got it. No, no, now I've got it. So if the UFC hadn't been sold, do you think this fight would be, ma would, would be happening right now? I don't know. I mean, it probably damages the UFC because they, they'll have a I mean that they'll make money um but still, lots of money lots of money but I think the most and part they don't have to here's another thing they know they don't have to outlay any money so they're literally just getting a check for it and they don't have to do any work they don't have to pay anyone they don't have to pay for insurance they don't have to get security in they don't have to do anything they're just gonna have a big massive check rolling in true but I think they'll lose maybe some money because of the yeah damaged reputation f um, from McGregor. I don't think that's going to make a blind bit of difference. You think he can return to the UFC no problem after that? After getting his cooling? I think, I think the problem will be that he's looking for too much money. True, true. I mean, he, he was already uh, retired for one day or something. Um <laughs> But then he got back to the negotiating table because he got sort of too big for the UFC. Yeah. But so they'll, they'll have to figure something out because usually you don't make even um, two-digit million um, amounts. Usually mm -hmm. they all get paid in the single digits. And McGregor from now on will we'll go for the two-digit paydays. Will be tough. Um, Him and the UFC getting back together and, I don't know, then has to fight... I mean, there, there's still names for him in MMA. He could fight Nick Diaz or third fight against Nate Diaz. 
people will probably still buy it but i think his um reputation will get a little damaged by by the mayweather loss okay yeah I don't think losing to one of the greatest boxers of all time in a boxing ring is really going to damage him that much. But imagine him winning and going back to UFC. He would be... Oh, I don't think he'll go back to the UFC if he wins. Well, what he might do is he, he might fight out his contract and then he might have another boxer match. Mm. Or maybe he'll fight as a free agent or something. Yeah, well, or maybe McGregor Promotions. McGregor promotions, yeah. I don't know. So, um, another fight that happened during the weekend was the infamous Paul Smith getting another title shot. Oh, God. It was the, the third title shot he got, actually. How does he get title shots? <laughs> because he gets picked as an easy easy win with no risk. And you know that Sauland likes those kind of opponents. So he got all three title shots against Sauland boxes. So um, pretty pathetic. Haven't been in the... Having Here, let's, let's be honest though. He did have a, a fight with Andre Ward as well. Which, you know, let's... For all intents and purposes, if he, that, that's as good as a title shot. like. And he lasted longer than Sergey Kovalev. So he's a beast. <laughs> Yeah, but he got the what fight also because he was seen as easy pickings. <laughs> so he didn't qualify for, for any big fight that he had. So he was just picked as an easy guy to win because like you said, he isn't even the best guy in his own family. So yep. And he's not the best guy in Great Britain. He wasn't even the best guy in Liverpool even when you don't count his own brother. Right, and for that guy to get three title shots i think it's it's he was about the fifth best in liverpool i think <laughs> i think i worked it out one time <laughs> yeah and liverpool's got a population of about one million yeah so tyron Zeuge had no problem with smith um winning easily on points so smith had one round that he won and um, there was a knockdown in the 12th which yeah wasn't, wasn't a real knockdown he just slipped was counted as a knockdown and <laughs> result was 119-108 on all three scorecards and yeah Zeuge uh, it was his second defense of the title but yeah it's only the regular title um George Groves has the real one at the moment do you think now maybe uh Sirland will line Paul Smith up for a big all British George Groves uh, rematch fight in Wembley Stadium rematch yeah from the British uh or was that a Commonwealth title fight? I don't remember. Uh, I think he got stopped in the second round, or something. yeah, it was uh, it was the British title, British and Commonwealth. He got stopped the second. Yeah. Okay. I was there when uh, James De Gale stopped him as well. Yeah, yeah. Back in uh, twenty ten. Mm, took him a little longer, but still. Yeah, but James De Gale was a novice professional at that time. Sure. Yeah. So maybe another. Great Sauland Matchroom Corporation, George Groves versus Paul Smith, the rematch. It's been long in the making, you know. <laughs> it's certainly possible, but um, there is this uh, World Boxing Super Series tournament coming up, maybe, or we'll see how it works out. But there is this plan. Have you heard about it? At yeah, I think we talked about this uh, a couple of months ago. Yeah. 
so they'll do it at cruiserweight and super middleweight i believe and while george groves will take part in it um tyron Zeuge won't so um groves won't have to do this uh, mandatory against Zeuge. they'll both get to keep the title and Zeuge will fight <laughs> isaac Ekpo once again you know the guy that <laughs> lost to robert stieglitz already in a title shot i got this title shot which he didn't deserve um, and it was mm-hmm. very very ugly fight the first fight just l- lots of fouls and Zeuge was cut by headbutt and was a technical decision it seemed like Zeuge does a lot of rematches <laughs> yeah I mean he did the, the Carolis rematch yeah the Ekpo rematch is is a fight where uh, not, not much risk he can keep his title it will be probably also an ugly fight but Ekpo the dan- most dangerous thing about him is his headbutts and his elbows so there's no real danger of of Zeuge losing the fight and he'll keep his title and Sauland is happy with having two champions so what about uh Sauland uh, and uh Arthur Abraham Chris Eubank Jr is this them cashing out the king could be could be I mean um he is a clear underdog Abraham in that fight and um I think they just figured yeah take a better payday against a guy time to let the animal off the leash no just take the payday against Eubank because he would get schooled again uh, against Ramirez for, for much less money so he can go to the UK cash out go back to Germany he's still a name there he can still and then fight Robert Stieglitz part again. Five. yeah there's, there's still <laughs> still people for him to fight at, at or maybe Germany. maybe he could get a nice win against uh, Paul Smith <laughs> yeah, third fight against Paul Smith. The trilogy no one wanted to see. Ooh, that would be one of the worst trilogies, actually. <laughs> the worst than Marco Hook and uh, what, what you call Ola Afalabi? They had a quadrilogy. <laughs> and Abraham and Stieglitz also had a quadrilogy. So, you know, they like those quadrilogies in, in Germany. So, what, what's five fights called then? Quintology, I'd imagine. Or Pentology? Pen. Is Pen, uh, let's see. No, because a pentagram has like five corners. Let me find out because I'm going to get to the bottom. Pentology is the correct term. Pentology. Uh, Quintology, on the other hand, is a mixture of Latin and Greek roots, (laughs) a practice which is not linguistically kosher. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not linguistically kosher either, Nino. Okay, so you should go with quintology then. Yeah, and you can go with pentology. Right, so is there any fights coming up this weekend? Oh, I think it's all pretty quiet. We, we've gone through a roller coaster uh, last weekend with all the disqualification type things going on in the United States. Yeah, there's not too much going on. Um, we got Thomas Adamek fighting. Uh, I thought he was retired, but apparently not. Um, against Solomon Hamono from, I think he's from Australia or New Zealand. Um, so yeah, if you want, we can wrap it up next week. Uh, BJ Flores is fighting a guy called Nick Guivas at heavyweight, like you said. Um, so yeah, not too much going on. So we'll see. Maybe I'll I'll have you on next week. So. Thanks for coming on, Paddy, doing the important work. Yes, and uh, saving the day at your wedding. True. So, yeah, until then, 
check out OTG on the social media sites. Check out if the show maybe appears on iTunes. If not, check it out. It will be once again on the Facebook group. And yeah, I hope to hear you again next week. Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs>